0: hey everybody good afternoon again how you doing how's the world treating y'all today it's pastor chip and it is a nice day it got up into the 80s today and and it didn't rain i don't think but anyway it's rained so many days now I, i can't remember if it Rained or not, don't think it did. Anyway, so um, today I'm going to talk about something that has always stuck out to me. That (coughs) excuse me, I don't know what we call today's title. Let's just call it "to eat or not to eat." Shellfish. Have you ever heard people say they can't eat shellfish because of their religion? And, uh, I mean, I, I know a particular denomination, and they're not Jewish or Muslim. They're a Christian organization. Not gonna say who they are, but they don't meet on Sundays. But they, said, a friend of mine, I was with the military. He said, "We can't eat shellfish. It goes against our religion." Well, what about your religion says that? Well, it's in the Old Testament, but that's not applicable anymore because Jesus did away with these old laws. And um why are you saying you can't eat shellfish? And then there's well, there's other things that people say they can and can't do. I'll get to it in a minute. but you see first Timothy 4 one through five. Funny, the title of it in this Bible is called Demonic Influence. So that's telling you right there that it's not of God. And it says, starting the first verse, now the Spirit explicitly says that in later times some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. "...through the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared. They forbid marriage and demand abstinence from foods that God created to be received with gratitude by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving." since it is sanctified by the word of god and by prayer so you got people that say you can't eat this you can't do that you can't wear this and mean you can't wear that and if you go to a, if you have a function at your house and it includes a bunch of people from the church, then it becomes a church function. And you have to conduct it as a church function. And you can't wear this clothing at your house doing a picnic if it's now a church function because it's not sanctified. What kind of crap do these people come up with? You see, and as far as eating the food, they're going to tell you that you can't eat shellfish because it says that in the Old Testament. Well, Let's look over there in Leviticus. That's Leviticus 11. Let's see what that says about eating shellfish. It says, "Whatever has a hoof that's cloven hooves and chewing cud, you may that you may eat." Um. Among the animals, whatever divides the hoof, cloven, hooves, and chewing cud, that you may eat. Nevertheless, you may not eat among those that chew the cud or those that have cloven hooves. The camel, because it chews the cud, but does not have a cloven hooves, it is, is unclean to you. Um, the hare, because it chews the cud, but does not have cloven hooves, is unclean because. A rabbit chews grass, we can't eat it. Boy, I tell you what, I was raised wrong in the country. And a rabbit did some good stuff, let me tell you what. I ate a lot of rabbits when I was growing up. Um, you may eat that are in the water. Whatever in the water has fins and scales, whether in the seas or the rivers, that you may eat. But all the seas or in the rivers, that does not have fins and scales. All that move in the water or any living thing which is in the water that are an abomination. You, You mean to tell me that everybody in Louisiana is wrong because they've been eating gumbo? Goodness gracious, that country. They're living in sin and didn't know it. God bless them. Gumbo's good though. What about oysters? I love some fried oysters. You mean I've been wrong all these years? Because I've been eating oysters and. What's them other little things? Uh... Dang, I can't even remember what they are. I don't eat a lot of seafood. But I tell you what, I practice the Christian religion. That is the New Testament. I don't go back and try and control people by pulling at straws from things that are not even legit. So if that's the case, they're going to fuss about that. Why don't they apply Leviticus 19.19 to themselves? You know, I mean... Well, if you're going to use some of it, let's, let's use all of it. Let's be consistent in our theology, okay? That's what I'm saying. Let's just be consistent. Um, Leviticus 19.19, 19, flip over there, it says, You shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind, okay? You shall not sow your field with mixed seed. Oh, golly Dang. What does that mean, mixed seed? Because my granddaddy had this trick or his method of we would sow corn and let the corn get a little tall and then we'd come back and sow the green beans so the green beans would climb up the corn stalks and we wouldn't have to put runners up. Pretty smart I thought. You know what if you got what if you got potatoes down one row and you got squashed down the next. Is that so in a field with mixed seeds? I don't know. But the next sentence is pretty clear. Nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. Okay. You gonna sit here and tell everybody they can't eat shellfish. And they gotta live these strict dietary things. But then you gonna wear a nice... Uh, Polyester blend pair of slacks and a suit to church on Sunday, or cotton and polyester, cotton and nylon blend, you know, 50 50. Now you're just going all against the Bible. But the most obvious examples we can see of these churches in our neighborhoods is, is you see women. In our neighborhoods, they're they're wearing these long skirts. They're wearing long skirts, almost dragging the ground. But then they sure do their hair up pretty. And they sure don't hide some other parts. Let's just say that. And these women are supposed to be modest... But I don't know, it's kind of confusing. For me, long dress is nice. But if there's other things kind of, you know, out there in front of people, you've lost your modesty if you're letting your top hang out. Got all their fancy makeup on. Which, you know, I don't understand that. You you pick and choose, but let's go on over to Deuteronomy twenty-two. You know, you say that they gotta wear a dress because of Deuteronomy twenty-two, that a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man. Nor shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that are done so are an abomination to the Lord your God. So You say that you can't. You you can't wear pants. And that's why they're wearing these dresses. And you're controlling how the women dress. But then you're wearing your. Socks and underwear with nylon. And uh, cotton. And uh, elastic in them. And you're wearing your. Shirt. Pants and suit that are a cotton blend or whatever, so you're not even practicing the religion. You're forcing it on somebody else, but you're not living by what you say. So, if, again, if we're going to live by one, let's live by all of it. Let's get on down to Deuteronomy 22, 21. Let's just come on down. I mean, let's exercise equality in our religion. And and it's talking about here I'm a paraphrase that a, a young man gives his daughter to a man as a wife and the man takes her in and uh finds out that the young girl is not a virgin. In Deuteronomy twenty two twenty one it says Then they shall bring out the young woman to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her to death with stones, because she has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. To play the harlot in her father's house, so you shall put away the evil from among you. Twenty two. If a man is found lying with a woman married to a husband, then both of them shall die. The man that lay with the woman, the woman, you shall put away evil from Israel. You know, it just goes on and on. So So why aren't we dragging our our lawbreakers? Out into the streets and stoning them to death. I I don't know, but yes, I do know. I do know. You see, the Bible, though it is pages and uh, a book bound in the Word of God, it's a living, breathing document. It's like It's like a gun. If the wrong person has it and doesn't know how to use it, a lot of damage can be done with it. And the same goes with a preacher that's in a church that has a Bible. That don't make you a preacher. That makes you a man man armed with a tool doing the devil's work. Remember, I started out in verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1 of Timothy, 1 Timothy, and it said, demonic influence. So, if you're a guy who's running a church and you're making people wear certain clothes and eat certain foods and going against the Word of God, because it's pretty clear if people just read it, but... People look to these preachers for leadership. And if they fall into the wrong hands, these people mislead them. Corrupt the church, corrupt the neighborhood, corrupt the youth, corrupt the minds. And the next thing you know, you got a bunch of people drinking Kool Aid. Or going into a compound and getting locking themselves in and waiting on comments to come over or the government to bulldoze it down. You see, people, it says that. Everything created by God is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Jesus Christ died on the cross to do away with our sins and all the old laws that we could never fulfill in the Old Testament. All those old laws the Jewish people held their people under, under their heel telling them you got to wear this you got to eat that you got to dress like this you got to walk like this you, you can't start off with this foot you can't touch a dead this or you can't walk on the side of a road and you can't look backwards and skip two times to the right or you're going to go to hell you see that's control and Jesus came to do away with all that to pay the price to pay the price with his blood, to wash away our sins, and to put us all on level ground. You see, there is no priest, no pope, no rabbi, no lawyer, no president, no prime minister. You get it? There ain't nobody that has any more special access to God than you do. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and you repent of your sins, you have equal access to the throne of grace. I don't care what you do. How you do it? You repent and ask for forgiveness. And come to the Lord with a repentant heart. And a sincere heart. Your sins are forgiven. You don't have to do 20 hell Marys. You don't have to... You don't have to throw out the shrimp. That's a sin in itself. You can wear the clothes with the two blended materials, just give God thanks for everything that you have. And He will be there for you. Just remember, when you die and go to heaven, you're the one that has to stand and answer for what you do, not me. And not that guy that's been feeding you a bunch of crap at church or wherever and telling you you got to wear this, you can't wear that, you can't eat that. You are responsible for your salvation. And this is Pastor Chip. I hope you all have a blessed day, and I hope you enjoy that. I look forward to the next one, and God bless each and every one of you.